Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Hey, I'm Cap, Mike Kapler, Joel Berizaki with me, Growing in Grace once again. Fifteen minutes we get to spend together every week. Tell a friend that we're here as well. More and more people keep tuning in, and we keep hearing from many of you, and we're just uh, rather amazed and kind of humbled, too, to be honest with you, at, at the impact that our little podcast is having out there. Hopefully it's an encouragement to you, and it will bring some, some confidence and some faith and grace and all the good things that God has for you into your life. You bet. We're so happy to have you along with us. And um, one thing that has been really neat, uh, when I've run into some people who have listened to our, our program. A, a few weeks ago, I was at the uh, Radical Sonship Conference uh, in Atlanta with Steve McVeigh and Paul Anderson Walsh and uh, ran into somebody who who listens to our program. This particular person, he, he said something to me that I've heard from some other people as well. Many of our listeners also listen to Into the Wild, the Free Believers Network with Darren Hufford and, and friends, and also the God Journey, Wayne and Brad doing the God Journey. And a lot of times I'm hearing people say, I listen to Into the Wild, the God Journey, and Growing in Grace. And that just thrills my heart because we, we all, uh, these different radio programs, these different podcasts, kind of come from a different perspective. Each program kind of looks at things in a different way, coming from a different perspective. And uh, for me, it's neat to be uh, mentioned among those names because they have some really great things going on in those programs. And so uh, we're thankful that you're listening. Check out uh, past archives of our program at graceroots.org. Well, we've been talking about God working through us instead of us putting our own effort in, in this Christian life. We touched on, you know, uh, I mentioned uh, last week, Joel, about modern-day discipleship programs that focus uh, more on, we, we talk about being saved by grace, but then we focus more on ourselves in, instead of trusting in His life in us. We bring people by grace to Christ, and it's a free gift. And then we're, we tell them that they, uh, it, it's kind of up to them now to, to grow from here. And, and it's really, it's, it's God in us, not our own efforts. You know, we were talking too last week about our identity in Christ and understanding who you are, that you are completely forgiven, that there is no guilt or condemnation that's going to be brought upon you anymore, that you have been declared righteous, you have been declared holy, and as we begin to understand, and that's really such a key to success in the Christian life, all the other things that you're going to grow in, all the other battles that you're going to fight revolve around understanding your identity in Christ. As you begin to grow and understand that, then um, we have a, a much better opportunity for, for God to move through us instead of trusting in our own efforts, in our own work, in, instead, of, instead of living the Christian life out of duty and obligation. Um, it just becomes a, a desire because it's based out of a relationship of love. And um, we've got a number of scriptures we want to share here, too, over the course of the program. Yeah, right. And, and, and what is our identity other than being identified with a person, the person of the Lord Jesus Christ? In fact, the Trinity. You know, God indwells us, Father, Son, and Spirit. I mean, we've become partakers of that divine nature. And so our, our identity is no longer you know, the old person that we were in, Adam, uh, but we've become a new creation, and that life that we live, uh, the new life that we live, Paul says it's no longer us, 
uh, but it's Christ in us. And so that's our identity. And so when we're trying to put the emphasis on our works and on the things that we're, quote, supposed to do for God, then we're missing the whole point. We're missing the fact that our identity is uh, in relation to a person, the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's him who's doing the works in and through us. It's, it's no longer us. We, we really got to get rooted and established and grounded in the fact that our life is no longer our own, and that's a good thing. Just a, a quick sidetrack. In uh, all my life, in growing up in church, especially when I got into the evangelical church, when I would hear, it's no longer my life, it was such a, it was put in such a negative way, like, it's no longer your life, so you better start doing good. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like, it's no longer your life, it's Christ in you, and so, and, and that became kind of a legalistic thing, and it was just no good, because it was bondage, and really, what uh, the encouragement we want to give in saying that it's no longer our life, but it's Christ in us, that's a good thing. Because if it were up to us in our efforts, you know, nothing good, nothing truly good and godly and holy would ever happen. But when we let go, step aside and let it be about the life of Christ that's in us, man, just watch things happen like you never would have seen before. Well, you made a good point there, Joel. There could be some who, who would misunderstand what we're talking about and, and take it the wrong way toward a, a step toward legalism and going back under the law and the commandments again, but we're no longer under those. So that was a good point there. You know, Paul said in Romans fifteen eighteen, I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word and deed to make the Gentiles obedient. And he goes on from there. But I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished in me. See, there really isn't much that you and I can accomplish from a spiritual perspective. It's him working through us, and that's what Paul's point here was. He's not going to brag on himself. He's only going to stay focused on what Christ is doing through him. And that's the key. I mean, (laughs) if it's about him, then he has nothing to brag about, but his bragging, his boasting is in the Lord. He made that abundantly clear all over the place, wherever he went. If, if I'm going to boast in anything, you know, I'll boast in my weakness, uh, because in my weakness, then I'm strong. And the reason he's strong in his weakness <laughs> is because the strength isn't really his own, but it's the power of God working in him. And I was just looking in, I think you might have brought this up before we started recording, uh, Ephesians, uh, I don't remember, uh, Ephesians 3... Uh, around six and seven or so, Paul's talking about how he's become partakers of God's promise in Christ through the gospel. And he says, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. So what part did Paul have in any of that? You know, as we shared last week, the only part that we have in this Christian life, our only work is to believe Everything else comes from, as Paul worded it here, the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. That's what we boast in. That's what we rest in. God's grace given to us by the effective working of his power. Anything else is fleshly. It's not of God. And uh, God isn't happy with any of that stuff. The, the way that we please God is simply by faith, simply by trusting in his life in us. 
it takes all the pressure off. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have that duty or obligation anymore. I can just live my life, so to speak, because the life that I have is not my own. I can trust in that life that now resides in me to manifest himself through me. In fact, Paul said in Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us, manifests the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Again, the the key phrases here, God leads us in triumph in Christ and through us manifests the fragrance of his knowledge in every place, God working through us again. Yeah, and he, Paul says the same thing in Philippians two thirteen. For it is God. You know, you know, we we uh, we bring up this verse. You know, Philippians uh, two. I hear this a lot. Philippians two twelve and thirteen. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And man, that gets uh, the legalistic treatment in the church. It's so legalistic when people make it about you. Work it out. You make sure that you. Work out your salvation, otherwise you're not saved. And but, but it's directly followed by these words. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. It's God working in you. So let that be worked out of you. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. With awe and reverence, let God's work in you come on out of you, instead of you making it about your own fleshly efforts. Because we can, we can make this life so much <laughs> a fleshly thing. You know, the Bible says that we are no longer in the flesh, uh, but, uh, but yet it says that we can walk after the flesh. So even though we've been born again and are new creations, we can still slip back to, uh, in, instead of trusting that life of Christ in us, we can slip back into walking after the flesh and we can make it all about our works, all about our goodness, all about our attempts to please God. And uh, we're missing the whole point of the life of Christ, God working in us to will and to do for his good pleasure. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing when we can let go of our own efforts and let it be about the life of God in us. Mm-hmm. Good points there, Joel. Uh, Paul told Timothy in Second Corinthians chapter 4, But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. And again, Paul goes on to say, And the Lord delivered me from every evil work and uh, preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory uh, forever and ever. Paul again saying that the Lord spoke through him so that others might hear the the good news of the gospel during a, a difficult time for Paul that he was talking about with Timothy there. Over and over again, we, we, we begin to see that it's God working in us and through us. His strength, his power, and yet so many of us Christians have uh, unfortunately been caught up with uh, a more legalistic approach. Our discipleship classes have, have been of a, a more legalistic approach. We, we tell people Jesus is a free gift, you're saved by grace, and then somehow now the responsibility becomes all up to us to grow from here when it's, it's really all about just growing in Him. You're already in Christ. You're already forgiven. You've already had this new identity established in Him as to who you really are. But most people don't know that, and, and so they, we, we still continue to, to trust in, in what we think we should be doing. But again, it becomes more of a duty instead of a delight. And we, we want our life to be, I think God created us to delight 
in him. And I think when we do make the Christian life into a duty, I think that's why so many people don't delight in God, because they think of him as a harsh taskmaster. Uh, they, they think of him as someone who's expecting great things from them. God is expecting great things from you, but really all that he is wanting us to do is to believe and to stop our efforts, to stop thinking of him as a taskmaster, and to let his life in on through. None of these methods you know, uh, that are really fleshly attempts at us trying to live the Christian life, in the end, they, they don't really express the life of Christ. They express the, uh, the abilities of the flesh. It might look good sometimes to people, but really it's just, uh, it's just the flesh at work. You know, the question comes up sometimes, how do I abide in Christ? How do I live this Christian life? And I think we ask the wrong question uh, a lot of times. It's, it's not a matter of how to live the Christian life. There's a million ways of how to live the Christian life. And again, all of those are, are just a matter of, of operating in the flesh. But really, if, if you've caught a theme here in this program and maybe in the last one too, the theme is that it's not about a how, it's about a who. It's about a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our faith and our trust is not in finding some method for living the Christian life, but rather putting our trust in the person, Jesus Christ, to live his life in us and through us, and uh, not only in us and through us, but as us, because we've died and, and our life is now him, and so he expresses himself through us as uh, the people that we are in him. We've become partakers of his nature. Time to wrap things up for this one. This one's gone by fast, as, as they so often do. We thank you for listening, and we invite you to check out our past programs that are all archived at graceroots.org. Thank you again for being with us, and we'll be back again next time for more talk about growing in grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 